Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually and then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 207 of Selling the Couch. Hope you're having an awesome day. So today is a solo episode with uh, yours truly, and it's actually inspired by a recent roundtable that I got to lead that I was very fortunate to be able to lead for some local therapists here in the Philadelphia area that are in private practice. So I got to lead this roundtable on podcasting and some of the ways that we can use it to grow our business. And one of the questions that came up was this question of, Mel, how do I know when I'm ready to launch a podcast? And it was such a good question and it made me pause that every time I get asked that question, I end up pausing because I think I take a little bit of a different approach when it comes to answering that question. My automatic answer is not, you should definitely launch a podcast. My response is usually, well, it kind of depends on your life circumstances and where your business is. And so this podcast episode, what I wanted to do is I wanted to answer that question of when is the right time for me to launch a podcast? And what I did with this episode is I actually shared, I'm just going to share five different what I call barometers or indicators that you may be ready to launch a podcast. Well, I said five and then, you know, I'm overachievers. I actually have a bonus one for you guys as well. Before we do get to today's podcast session and we dive really deep in, just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Brighter Vision for supporting this month's podcast episodes and this week's podcast episodes. If you guys are looking for help with your private practice website, I recently heard someone say that our private practice websites are our online business card. And I just thought that was such a cool way to describe it. So if you're looking for help with getting your private practice website up and running, and especially having a nice presence when potential clients search for your website, I encourage you to check out Brighter Vision and the services that they provide. I've gotten to know Perry and the team over the past couple of years, and they're just good people. And They really try to make every private practice website unique, and I'll tell you a little bit more about this at the end, but one of the cool things they do is SEO services as well, which I'm not going to get into all that right now, but the SEO part, because it's a little bit technical, but I'll try to break it down. They provide SEO services as well, and you can learn more about the services that Brighter Vision provides over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash brightervision. 
And if you're uh, listening to this episode, they're actually having their largest sale of the year right now. So if you go through that link, you actually get a nice little discount as well. And if you're listening in the future, I'm sure there's a, a great discount there as well. So we'll dive right into today's session. So again, the question is, when is the right time for me to launch a podcast? And the number one tip, or the number one barometer that I would say is, you have some clarity on the niche that you serve in private practice. Now, the only reason I say that is, now you don't have to have it like, I'm, this is the exact niche that I'm going to serve. But at least you're in the general ballpark of, you know what, I want to work with couples, or I want to work with couples that, you know, have a history of infidelity, or I want to work with entrepreneurs, or I want to work with millennials, I want to work with leaders. You have some clarity on, on that niche. And the only reason I say that is, when you create your podcast and you launch these different episodes, you want to have some episodes what I call just solo episodes. So like what we're doing right now, where I'm just talking into the mic. And what you want to do with those solo episodes is you want to address common struggles of that niche or population that you work with. And then at the end of that episode, you want to have just a clear invitation for your services. So you know, let's say that, you know, I don't know, I did one on entrepreneurial burnout. And so at the end of the session, I might have something like, you know, if you really enjoyed this session and you're struggling with burnout as an entrepreneur, I actually work with entrepreneurs here in the Pennsylvania area, particularly in Philadelphia and the surrounding area. If you'd like to know more about my services, you can go to melvinbergies.com forward slash services, something like that. And that way, the really nice thing is you get to serve your population through that episode, but then they also know where to go if they want additional services as well. And then the second advantage of having clarity on your niche is you also want to do interview-based episodes. So you want to do solo episodes and then you want to do interview-based episodes. And what you want to do is you, I always encourage folks to make a list of local referral sources and local colleagues that are that can refer clients to you that are already in front of that population that you serve. For example, you know, I primarily work with entrepreneurs. So a lot of times what I'm doing is like I'm reaching out to folks that uh, own co-working spaces because a lot of, especially like entrepreneurs that are primarily working on their laptop and they just need a place to work, they tend to be at co-working spaces. And then you also want to just reach out to folks that serve that population that you're working with, because this is one of the things that if you've heard other episodes of the podcast, you know, all clinicians, especially when they start, you know, eventually many clinicians get to a point where they need to refer out because they're either full or they have a wait list or something like that. And so you want to build relationships with folks that also work with that similar population. And then you also want to build relationships with folks that provide ancillary services. So for example, if you are an eating disorder specialist, you may want to have a nutritionist on your podcast to talk about a relevant topic that your ideal population or ideal niche serves struggles with. So tip number one is you have some clarity on your niche. Tip number two is you have at least one product or service that you offer. The only reason I say that is podcasts are really interesting. And one unique thing is podcasts are what is what are called evergreen. So in other words, you can find a podcast episode when it's published, but 
Other listeners can also find it a couple of days later, a week later, a couple of months later, a couple of years later. And so those episodes always live, right? Whether it's on iTunes or Google Play or on Spotify. So potential listeners can always listen back to those episodes. And so you want to use the podcast as a way to serve your ideal clients and you want to use it as a way to grow your business. And so if you have at least one product or service, you can use podcast episodes to share that product or service with your ideal listeners. And then uh, this is sort of a little insider tip, but what you one of the like exercises that I think a lot about is, you know, write just literally take out a sheet of paper and write five to ten common struggles that your ideal clients have. And then what you want to do is you want to create solo episodes that give a sort of short synopsis or short strategies or short tips to address those struggles. That, well, one, talk about the struggles and then give a couple of quick pointers to work through those struggles. And then what you want to do is you want to have a clear call to action for your services. So tip number one, you have some clarity on your niche. Tip number two is you have at least one product or service. Tip number three is your vision for your business is to expand your career beyond the therapy room. Every time I say this, it like, makes me kind of giggle because I think it speaks to how naive I was. But when I first started selling the couch back in 2015, I really thought I would have a couple of local folks listening. And maybe like within Pennsylvania, I think I would have been ecstatic if people in other states would have listened. Well, if I rewind or I fast forward a couple of years and I just looked at the stats before I started to record this episode and the little podcast that I record from a home office is now heard in 136 countries all around the world. And so especially, and I don't say that to gloat or anything like that, because I think like any of our podcasts have the potential to do that. But I just say that because if you're really thinking about, you know, expanding beyond the therapy room, so whether that is writing a book or doing paid speaking or launching an e-course or online coaching, podcasting offers the opportunity to really get into, to expand really your referral network and the people that are listening to your podcast. Number four, number four tip or strategy of when do I know when it's the right time to launch a podcast? is you're at a point where you want to build intentional relationships with referral sources. And then other, you also want to build other uh, intentional relationships beyond your geographic area with people who are doing the things that you want to do. So for example, you know, for example, let's say that you want to write a book. And so you maybe want to interview other folks who have written books, or maybe what you want to do is folks that are book writing coaches, right? Those might be folks to interview as long as, you know, it caters and helps your ideal clients. But those are great ways to build connections with, with those folks. I always say that podcasting is a connection building platform. And, and I think that is so true. When I create these episodes, and I especially do these interview based episodes, one of the neatest things has been that I've gotten to know these folks. Like, I know that you guys hear like a 25 minute conversation, but really what I do is I schedule for an hour so I can actually get to know them. And, and then, you know, a lot of times what happens is, you know, we check in periodically with each other. If we've got something going on, you know, that we need help on or think through, you know, we'll get on calls and stuff like that. And it's just been neat to see 
the ways that this little medium of podcasting has been able to expand and connect me with people that I would have just never imagined. And then the fifth tip is you have some income to allocate to outsource editing. Now, you might be surprised to actually hear me say this, but I actually don't think you should be launching a podcast, especially if you're very, very early on in the private practice journey and you're not making income. The only reason I say this is I've mentioned this idea in other podcast episodes, but as business owners, we want to spend as much more time working on our businesses as opposed to in our businesses. And now as clinicians, we are what the book, The E-Myth Revisited, which is a great book to check out if you haven't read it. But that book says that you know many businesses are started by technicians, people that have a specific skill set and a knowledge and expertise. And so we are technically technicians, right? And so what happens is if you end up just simply doing one-on-one services, you're not going to get that time to really expand. But the other part of this is you want to have some income to allocate to editing because the last thing I want you to do is like record these episodes and then especially if you have no interest in editing, to be like sitting in front of a computer trying to edit podcast episodes. In general, what I've noticed uh, with my podcast episodes is for every one minute of recording, it takes four minutes to edit that episode, to write up show notes, and to upload it, right? And so, slight tangent. So think about it that way in terms of you only have like you know, two hours to expand. I'm doing math really quick. Two hours to allocate every week to podcasting. You don't want to have longer than a two hour, I mean, a 30 minute episode. And so that can kind of give you a little bit of a, an idea of in terms of how much time and things like that to spend. The other reason I recommend outsourcing editing and having the income to outsource editing, by the way, editing services can range as I record this anywhere from like $25 for just basic editing all the way to around 100 to $125 per episode. And that includes, you know, they'll edit your episode, they'll upload it, they'll create short work, they will put it on social media. So literally all you have to do is usually like Dropbox an episode to an editor. Now, the other reason I would say that, you know, you should have some income is if you want to create additional products and services down the line, you don't want to be spending all your time editing where you could be spending that time to create and build out. And then the final like sort of sub tip within that is in terms of just spending the money on editing is you also want to just create the space to think about how you can scale your business, right? And so one-on-one services are wonderful. They're great when you're first getting started, but trying to build an entire business where it's all one-on-one, it's very difficult to scale because you can, well, for one, for a couple of reasons, you can only raise your fees to a certain level, right? Beyond beyond like what's reasonable. And then the other reason is because you don't want to just spend all of your time and you don't want to be dependent on, you know, client coming in. You don't want to be dependent on your health. And so you definitely want to outsource editing because you want to spend that time thinking about some of the other ways that you can scale, whether it is creating an e-course or launching a therapy group or launching a group practice or any of those things. But you definitely want to spend the, you want to have chunks of time blocked out to do that versus editing. And then the final like bonus tip that I would just share with you is you want to make sure that you're at a place where you have the time 
and the bandwidth, and then you're just in a season of life where it makes sense to start a podcast. Podcasting is, if you look at any of the current data right now, I mean, in the last 10 years, podcasting has steadily increased, where now I think over 50% of the U.S. population has heard a podcast, which is pretty crazy. I mean, half of the U.S. population has heard a podcast. I think about a little over a quarter of the U.S. population listens to a podcast on a frequent basis. Now, all of those are amazing stats, but at the end of the day, podcasting, like anything else, takes a lot of time, it takes effort, it takes intention, and there's actually this term in the podcasting space called pod fading, I think it's called, pod fading, which is basically this idea of when a person who feels passionate about a topic starts a podcast and then they just get burnt out because they don't have the, for whatever reason, they can't sustain it. And so it's usually, pod fading is usually the combo of a couple of things. One is people try to launch a podcast when in a season when they're just too busy, or people try to launch a podcast without a clear monetization strategy in mind. And so you just want to think about that, like, you know, for example, if you've got a baby on the way or anything like that, and you want to launch a podcast, what I would probably do is just plan what the episodes and plan what the general podcast would look like, but a way to do, and even if you can record a couple of the episodes or do some practice interviews, but I would wait to actually launch it because you don't want to, for example, be trying to launch new podcast episodes while you're trying to take care of a newborn. So I hope that was helpful. And I'm just going to review the five tips real quick and the bonus one. So number one, you have some clarity on a niche. Number two, you have at least one product or service that you can advertise or share on your podcast. Number three is your vision is to expand your career beyond the therapy room. Number four, you're at a point where you want to build intentional relationships with referral sources and You also want to build intentional relationships with others who are outside of your geographic area who are doing things that you want to do. So things like writing books and courses and stuff like that. And then number five is you have some income to allocate to outsource editing. And then finally, the bonus tip is you just have the time and the bandwidth in order to launch a podcast. As we wrap up, I just wanted to like mention one real quick thing. So I know that I didn't get into a lot of the technical stuff of how to launch a podcast, but especially in the coming year, if you're thinking about launching a podcast, I have a free podcasting workshop. It's what's called an evergreen workshop. So it's basically recorded beforehand, but you can pick a day or time for you to get that recording. And so you can always get it according to your schedule. You can download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. And as we wrap up again, I just wanted to thank the team over at Brighter Vision for supporting today's podcast session. As I mentioned right at the beginning, Brighter Vision is this company that helps That works just with therapists in private practice, and they help us create absolutely beautiful websites. And one of the really cool things that Brighter Vision provides is what's called SEO services. And so SEO, and this is me not like an SEO expert at all, but it's basically, you know, when people search on Google for things, right, how do we make sure that our websites come up as the top search result. And so SEO is basically that whole process of figuring that out. And so one of the cool things that Brighter Vision provides is all of the Brighter Vision websites are optimized. They actually have SEO experts on staff 
And what that practically means is that when a therapist or a client or a potential client is looking to either refer clients to or a client is interested in your services, we make sure that your website is ranking at the very top. You can learn more about Brighter Vision and the services that they provide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Brighter Vision. I think that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know that podcasting is not something everything everyone's thinking about, but in many ways, it has changed my life and my career. And now at episode 207, and I feel I was so scared to launch a podcast and I was so scared about, you know, how am I going to have all these episodes and all of these things and would I have the emotional energy? But it's changed my career. You know, I get to work from home the majority of the week. I get to build services and products that I feel passionate about. I've gotten to hire a wonderful team that supports me and all of the stuff I would have never imagined when I first got licensed back in 2012. So have a great rest of your day and uh, I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.